Konbanwa, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andrew. This is Ryan. This is Jack. And this is Chris. And welcome to the only podcast that matters. <laughs> Another music cast episode. Yay. Yeah. So we're gonna start Why this, not? so we're gonna start this one off because Jack had a revelation, a life altering revelation, according to Ryan. Somewhat life altering. This is uh this revelation is near and dear to my heart, actually. It's something I've been and trying mine. to convince. Yeah. I'm gonna let Chris in on this too. Yeah. Because that's okay. true. But it's something we've been uh, wanting Jack to realize for quite a while, and he finally confessed I knew to it yesterday. was there. I just refused to acknowledge it. That is true. Well, it's always been there, Jack. We've always Okay, let's remove the veil of ambiguity right. and just tell him what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> it is. If you've listened to previous episodes, which hopefully you have, and you're not starting with this, I've always been a David Lee Roth fan as opposed to a Sammy Hagar fan of Van Halen. And based on the two... well. All I have are the first eight albums, technically the first six are Dave's and the next two would be Sammy's. Listening to them for only two albums in, I could say Sammy was better. There. <laughs> round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Because the first six albums were Captain Dave's Party Boat and the Van Halen yeah, Brothers. Exactly. Yeah. There was no singing. Featuring the Van Halen Brothers. Yeah. It's the biggest ego trip project and for six. Yeah, that's true. They that be- guy. they became a band when Sammy joined. There was melody. There was songwriting, and that's the thing. They were singing. It, yeah, actual yeah. singing. For a change, yeah, not like talk to singing. All those albums. It sounded like he held them back musically for years because Eddie could sing background. Alex could sing background. They oh, all absolutely. Could. Even Michael and Anthony. Too. Yeah, Michael hey, Anthony hey, and Eddie were just. Look at me, yeah. everybody! I got a microphone. Yeah, yes, he's, yeah. and that's why Doctor Roxo from Metalocalypse yeah. is based on David Lee Ross because <laughs> he is. He's a fucking clown. And that's yeah. why David Lee Ross' solo career didn't take off. Yeah, when you have Steve Vai and Billy Sheehan in your band and you still can't do well, come on. No surprise to anyone. Fault too because he wasn't successful. Of course it was. Probably he still dresses like that. I believe, right? Like it's the 1980s. I don't know. I tried to wear like a lot of glittery shit. Uh, when I saw them do that, when I saw the the VH1 special or whatever you want to call it, when they announced that they're going back on tour again, yeah, he was wearing stuff for that we would see him wearing from all the you know the jump video and everything else. Yeah, he just refused. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, dude, no, like put, skin tight suit. I collect swords. I don't want to see yours on stage. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what kind of sword are we talking about? <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll just leave that vague. Yeah, well, <laughs> Dave, it's how you want. Had everything but a microphone on the stage. Oh yeah, that's true. Everything a ninja sword. Uh, Trapeze act, whatever he had. Yeah, there was no was, music though. He was, he was Cirque du Soleil before as it was Eddie big. Trunk, as Eddie Trunk put it, as on one of his interviews, he said he saw him live in concert. I think eighty eighty one. He's playing with. He's swinging a sword on stage, not the one you're thinking of, but swinging a sword on stage. <laughs> hey, we're not thinking of it. And everybody was. Everybody's like, you could play two other songs in the time you're doing this. It was just a stupid act. It was. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine what they're like now. Well, if I've seen... First of all, it's not even worth seeing them now. If Michael Anthony's not in the band and the Van Halen brothers are... Yeah, it's literally just Van Halen. Should we talk about them a little bit? I mean, uh, we should reference the Sammy Hagar audiobook. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, it's tremendous. It is. It's absolutely tremendous to get that side of the story. Very interesting It just kind of puts in perspective, Eddie and Alex are kind of fucked up. They're dickheads. Yeah, which, which I've always heard anyway about the yeah. Not just personality-wise, but literally fucked up. Yeah, yeah just drunk off their asses all the time. Constantly. Didn't one of them fall on a grill? Um, that was probably Alex. I don't know. Yeah, I think Alex it was Alex. fell in his face when trying to... I forgot what the story was. It's in the book. Check out the book. The book we're talking about is Sammy Hagar's uh, autobiography, Red, My Uncensored Life in Rock. That's R-E-D, not R-E-A-D, like a book, but... 
nonetheless. And uh, Alex was the one who cleaned up first, right? If I wasn't yeah, mistaken. Yeah, but he was still a dick. Yeah, after, Eddie followed, yeah like, he was after the 5150 tour, and Eddie's yeah. still... Eddie's allegedly clean now. Bullshit. Well... Yeah. Well, he probably got scared he when he shower? had to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> probably not. There's a t-shirt not, with the yeah. most recent picture of Eddie Van Halen on it. It looks horrible. Well, when he had to, that uh, hobo stole the guitar from Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that from looking at him, right? Yeah, he he probably like, Damn, he can play eruption like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like it Eddie. doesn't make up. No, not Didn't at all. Didn't he no. say he was missing teeth, too, and looked like he yeah, was black? He had to yeah, have he was wearing a garbage bag or something. Didn't he have to get like half of his tongue cut out due to cancer from like 20... Yeah, the years of chain smoking, and he yeah. kept smoking afterwards. Well, yeah. same thing with his with his hip issues had something to do with I forget what condition, but it's a side effect of alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. Brittle bones. Again, check deterioration. The yeah. Yeah. We we listened to the osteoporosis audiobook. of some sort. No, osteoporosis is just the back, from what I understand. Oh, okay. But it's some kind of hip no, dysplasia or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, we we listened to the audiobook. I'm a big audiobook fan because I spent a lot of time in the car, so. I bought the audiobook and I played the Van Halen chapters for Ryan and Jack when we were driving around over maybe it's just the one day I think we were just yeah, kind of, we kind of yeah. spent a day out and about just a, a day of excursions and we listened to all the chapters about Van Halen cuz I listened to it I I was fascinated by the whole story cuz here's a guy in his 60s who's still doing it cuz he loves doing it but I thought the Van Halen chapters were just fascinating in as much as you realize kind of what went on and having seen video bootlegs of shows they did with David Lee Roth, they never really had, and, and this was supported by what Sammy said in his book, they never had a stage show as such or a set list. They would play a song, David Lee Roth would talk or fuck around or whatever it is on stage for a little while. They just burst into another song. Like There, there was no kind of structure to their live show. They're the biggest rock band in the world, but you'd never know it. Going no, not at concerts. all. Well, that's probably, I mean, they started doing it and they were in high school. I don't remember what point David Lee Roth joined. I don't remember if he was the first singer or not. They were frankly, originally but. called Mastodon. I think they yeah. were 76 they got together. 78, the first album came out. Right. Yeah, they've been playing in high school and all. They were really, really young. They played in, because they're from Pasadena, the Van Halen brothers. I don't know about Roth or Michael Anthony, but I think Michael Anthony may have gone to high school with them. But and I think he was like, well, that's after they moved here, right? Yeah, because the family's yeah, from Holland. From Holland, yeah. So the, they moved and they were they, they were, were really young though, right believe. when they moved here. Right? I think, they, I think taught, they were like five yeah. and seven or something because they're they're close in age. Yeah, yeah, they speak perfect English. You would never know they were from another country. Yeah, no, and no, apparently they all. speak yeah. Dutch perfectly too because both their parents spoke Dutch the majority of the time. Yeah, the whole Van Halen thing though, just the story fascinated me, and especially the reunion tour stuff because I knew that wasn't going well when they reunited in two thousand four mm-hmm. when they came out that summer, and I know someone who went and saw them up in the Meadowlands. And oh, I can remember was less than looking thrilled. to get tickets for that, and I, it was sold out completely. That's when, I just uh, remember hearing those when, three songs. Uh, his Beethoven, or what the fuck's he name? His son, Wolfgang. Wolfgang, Wolfgang. was playing no. bass. No, yeah, it nope. is Wolfgang. No, 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 no. When Sammy rejoined in two thousand four, oh, when Sammy did. Oh, yeah, so was, I, thought his, meant, I thought you meant his uh, stipulation was Michael Anthony had to be bass had bass to do the bass. tour, yeah. yeah, and had to do. Well, didn't he and Michael Anthony go off and do? Uh, what was that Cowboy? They have. Well, they they did. They have a trio with I forget the drummer's name. David Lauser, I think, is the drummer who they, they did uh, Los Tres Cusanos with, where they go play Cabo Wabo as a trio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they, they've been doing that for years, but then when Sammy got fired, Michael Anthony was still in the band, and then eventually... Michael quit. Michael, no, he didn't quit. Oh, he got quit. He found out when they announced Wolfgang was playing bass in the upcoming tour, and they reunited with David Lee Roth. Really? Around 2007, they, 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 they never contacted didn't him. Didn't really tell him. And yeah. after <laughs> That's fantastic. 30 years... That's fantastic. Of of playing with the guy. Yeah. They didn't even tell me to find out when the 
So tr- announcement it truly was made. is Van Halen. And he was always the, the nice Halen. guy yeah. in Van Halen. He was like the, nice the quiet, quiet one, the nice, yeah. yeah not drunk. Yeah. He was on that yeah. little show recently, actually. I think he's working with Kip Winger, one of your favorites, in Kip some Winger. project. Really? Yeah. I love Kip Winger. Winger was an amazing band. Yeah. As much as they get I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying that. that he's working yeah. with Kip Winger now. But the three dudes, really? Because they're both bass players. That seems really random. I don't, they were both on that metal so show. Those, so fucking, might, I might be well, mistaken. I'm just, there's, I there's the, the Thunder end. album. Yes. You got three amazing bases on that, too. So. I caught the That's tail true, end of the episode, and I just saw the both of them together conversing back and forth, I and I thought, oh, there might be that a project. That is the most aptly named album ever. Thunder. Which one? Thunder. Thunder. Oh, yeah. what, the three bases. Who's that again? That's Mark, uh, Marcus, Marcus Miller, Miller, Stanley Vic- Clark, and... Victor Wooten. Yeah. It's so funny how many bands are kind of relaunching. I mean, like Slipknot's still been around, but like they're they, they the last time I heard anything, they tried to go back to that whole self-titled. Three years ago, they did one. I don't remember what it was yeah. called. Two thousand eight, they put out an album. That was the one with Vermillion on it, right? Dude, I don't look who you're talking to. I have no <laughs> idea. And Corn's no missing their, you know, God Freak, and now Limp Bizkit comes mm. out with their new CD. And well, I was actually having a discussion at work today about kind of not really reunion shows. Because my boss was talking about, he just heard about this thing with New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Releasing a, a hybrid CD. New Kids greatest on the Backstreet Boys. CD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just yeah. that out. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, but they probably weren't far from the truth. Uh, <laughs> well, look at the two names. Call me Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Donnie Wahlberg to stop making cop movies. <laughs> and t- and, and cop dramas. Yeah. yeah. Stop playing cops in movies and TV shows. Yeah. yeah I agree. So put him on tour. Where's the other boy band <laughs> yeah. you managed? With nine other dudes. Yeah. Right? And one bus. But the two of them doing a tour, which I mean, the, the album was, the whole point of it was because the, the tour was happening. It's exactly. just greatest hits from both groups and like two new songs, which are just everybody together, which must sound like a stupid cluster gang fuck. Bang. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of probably it's more like a gangbang, actually. Mm-hmm. There'll still be probably but, tens of thousands of screaming girls there, though, I'm sure. Of yeah, all age girls. Yeah. Like overage ones that are like 40. Oh, now. Well, the ones yeah. who grew up with New kids, new kids yeah, especially, the ones, they're going to go for nostalgia. I remember when Jordan yeah. Knight played at the green room in Seaside. It's no of, bigger than Andrew's bathroom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> literally. A bu- yeah, and a bunch is. of girls I work with went and saw the show. And is they that were what so he's excited. resigned to? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played the green room yeah, in Seaside. About eight yeah. years ago, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was shit. on posters everywhere. I'm in Seaside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have typhus. Seaside. Death of a legend. And the cops beat me when I walked out onto the boardwalk. I got out of there smart car. I didn't even do anything. I just showed up. But the two of them are doing the summer tour. Motley Crue and Poison teamed up for a tour this summer. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Which, for for both of those, <laughs> those two in particular. What are they going to use? <laughs> Brett Michaels' insulin needles? To, you know, <laughs> oh, 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 too soon. Too soon. No, it's not. Is Mick Mars still alive or is he <laughs> I don't know if he was in 1981. <laughs> Look at him. Talking, talking Dracula uh, over there. Man. The guy plays a great. Guitar, we'll say that. Like some bone deficiency where he can't. He even has. He's like a degenerative bone disease. Yeah. Well, then stop. <laughs> well, uh, who's gonna fill in? No one. Probably cruise over. Yeah. Well, well I, I agree, agree with Vince you there. Deal with his pot belly. <laughs> I like tequila. We could tell. Yeah. yeah. I actually uh, I saw them a couple months back, and they weren't that bad, to be honest. And Vince Neil can still sing, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. 
for what yeah. it's worth. I mean, they put Just on like a pretty the good show. Eight bottles of Jack he had before the <laughs> oh, show. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, his album, his solo album, was like called Tattoos and Tattoos Tequila. and Tequila, which is yeah, all like, covers yeah. anyway. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. I never even looked at whore, the back actually. of the CD. Yeah. Vince, you're forty-six. That's how disinterested I was. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was to coincide with his autobiography, which. Mm. Again, who cares? Yeah, I did a lot of drugs and, <laughs> and uh, a lot yeah. of women. I killed, a lot of women he killed a guy. The yeah. end. Yeah. And I killed <laughs> and a guy. And I raped him. No, he killed a guy. He really did. He, he, really he got in a car accident yeah. and oh, killed. Right. Was it the guy, guy from, from Hanoi, Hanoi Rocks? Hanoi Rocks, yeah. Raz or Razzle or something. I don't. I don't know his actual name, but that was. His I think you're on name. the money with that one. It's one of those. Or, or maybe it is Razzle, and he called him Raz. I don't know. There was a shot. They actually had a picture, and it was his shoe in the middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, because he was driving his Lamborghini or something like that. Like yeah. On the wrong side of the road. miles an hour on the wrong side of the road. Or <laughs> Up a hill and then... And killed... It took out a whole family, too, didn't he? That's who he hit, and Raz was in the car with him. I think that's uh, how the story... I don't remember went. about the family. I knew he died, but uh, maybe somebody in the other car did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, where I was going in this discussion I had today with regard to the tours was when you look at Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block touring together and Motley Crue and Poison touring together... They kind of need to have a double bill like that in order to go out and fill a venue and do a, a full-on tour apartment. because they couldn't go on their own and play a, let's Every say, a 10,000-seat venue. Yeah, you'd have to get they another band that. that was big at some point. To, yeah, there has uh, to be some kind of theme show. Some sort of nostalgia, yeah. Like, the only one that I insist would be a big reunion tour, which wouldn't need anybody else on the tour for, would be if this Guns N' Roses reunion happens because everybody's yeah. going to go. Absolutely. If they actually mm. agree to do it, everybody Is there will a talk go. About that, and they don't need anybody. That's been I mean, rumored for such a long for time. Decades. I mean, Slash has said he would consider doing it. I'm sure all the other guys are. Well, not Matt Sorum. He's he drummed for the Cult, and he's he's always working with somebody. As he kind of came in at the tail end, didn't he? I mean, they went through drummers. Matt Sorum, yeah. Well, yeah. Steve Adler had drug and alcohol problems, and he left after Appetite for Destruction. Duff McKagan also after that tour. Yeah, Duff McKagan's, but he's been doing a bunch of stuff. He has his solo band now, Loaded, which is meh. doesn't do anything for me. But it would be cool. I'd be tempted to Reed, go. Where has he been since? Is he he's a piano player. He came in at the spaghetti incident. And I don't think anybody is aware that it's there's a, a guy named Dizzy Reed name. in the band. And what? Izzy Stradlin. Izzy Stradlin. Yeah. Well, he left like right, uh, before, right after User Illusion or in the middle of the tour or something like that. I think after Lies. Got, like in 1990, he left. Really? It's something he before got, um, Use Your Illusion. Some, I could be wrong. They went through again. They went through so many people. All knew, yeah, they all did. Knew, they all did. you need to know is Axel and Slash. All I know is uh, his <laughs> replacement was Gilby Clark, who for some reason was then hired to do by Tommy Lee do that band Supernova mm-hmm. with was it Jason Newstead and yeah and Tommy Lee and and Gilby Clark and they were looking for a singer which uh, the band should have just been called The Replacements <laughs> 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 if there wasn't already a band yeah. called The Replacements there was but that's yeah, exactly yeah. what Tommy so. Lee's replacements so. Yeah. Because that's all those guys were, Jason Newstead and and Gilby Clark were replacements. But actually, it's funny. There was a, I forget, I want to say it was maybe like 93, the Wild Hearts actually did a tour with Izzy Stradlin's solo band. I think it was the Juju Hounds. And the Juju Hounds. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, the Wild Hearts were, were selling the bulk of the tickets, and the majority of the crowd was there to see them. So they got into a, a Tiff in the press with him because they, they referring to him as Izzy Struggling. That's a very ginger thing to say. It would be a very ginger, ginger. the singer from the Wild Hearts. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> not, not the red, that's not something that a ginger would say. <laughs> yeah, that's something any red haired those crazy red headed bastards yeah. <laughs> with their opinions and 
Would but you otherwise, I don't, I don't know of any other tours where anybody could get together where it would have that instant appeal. Mm. As I said, I was having the discussion today, so that's that's why it's frustrating. Halen's tried too many times. Stone Temple Pilots got back together, like their original lineup. Yeah, but you, can, you can't count on them to necessarily have a show in the same no, way i don't know huge. if i can buy I mean, tickets for guns and roses the stone pony like in a couple of weeks yeah but, so they're not doing anything like huge but, well they're not gonna because they yeah. don't know scott wyland's gonna be sober yeah, enough gonna to be, do the show yeah, he might be back uh, awake rehab, at all yeah yeah <laughs> well that, that would be my concern with going to see guns and roses who knows if axel rose would go be through with the show still shape. doing yeah. the same I'm, I'm not gonna drop money on a ticket not knowing if the guy's gonna walk off the stage or yeah where it's like we did rehearsals for one day and then there was bad blood and he doesn't show for the first show and then the tour gets canceled and then there's a riot i don't yeah i don't want to deal with that I would be so interested to see it, but I would really, really hesitate. So I'd pulled... have to physically see a contract with his name on it saying you can't walk off this tour, otherwise <laughs> yeah. you have to pay. Like, that's what happened to Sammy Hagar with the 2004 Van Halen reunion. He couldn't walk off the tour, otherwise he was responsible, personally responsible for all lost income to the band, the, the crew, the band management, yeah. everybody. So he was... Stuck. Yeah, he was really Screwed. stuck because that and tour did was a didn't US go tour, well. right? Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just did arenas in the U.S. What do I know? A couple of years ago when the Spice Girls did reunion shows, like those sold out. <laughs> I think they would have played in New York and Los Angeles, and that was it. But I'm like, who wants to see the Spice Girls now? They're all pushing 40, and they're all moms. Yeah. That's, who cares about seeing the Spice Girls yeah. in 2007, 2008? Yeah. Apparently a lot of people, because they sold out the Staples Center, and I think they played the Meadowlands here, Izod Center, Continental Airlines Arena, whatever it was called at the time, whatever company owned it that week. <laughs> but... <laughs> They're still yep. big in the UK, probably. Not really. No. They haven't done anything. No, yeah. the they just UK had a reunion the tour. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, but, yeah. They don't even live in the UK <laughs> they don't even anymore. Live there. So there yeah. you go. California. There you go. So um, since uh, we seem to be getting into um, vinyls for the first time, we've we actually do. been picking up some vinyl records. You mean mm. first time? Uh, for, for you. For, for, you. Time. Yeah, for, for me, yeah. It's a Taggart now, yeah. yeah. We're new to this. Um, <laughs> I wish so I had we were my mother's collection here, Ocean City last week. And, uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. Ocean City, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, let me be more specific. We were in a uh, a vinyl store, and um, I picked up uh, Boston's first record on vinyl, which is awesome. The yeah. One of my favorite. Yeah, they are <laughs> one of my favorite records of all time. And well, why are they the laziest? Great, well, they hits. did like six albums yeah. in thirty years. <laughs> That's oh, I mean, if you I think, think they like have the five yeah. or five five albums, five. right? Yeah. 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 You think the average every, fan puts out an album every two years or so, maybe three? That was, six. Yeah. That was Larry the Cable Guy's joke. Yeah. It's like Jimi Hendrix puts out two a year, and he's yeah. been dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Brad Delp killed himself, the singer for Boston, That's a couple true. years ago. So they're not putting out any more albums. They're not albums, putting out any more albums. Really? Yeah. yeah, he committed suicide. And it was fucking bizarre, yeah. too, the way he... He was surrounded by like hibachi grills or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember what it note. was. Yeah, and uh, what? Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, man, it was really. I remember really reading about it. Weird. On, was this on, in like, the middle of a Benihana somewhere? Yeah, he's been <laughs> yeah. reading a lot of. No, it was like in his no, like in his bathroom or yeah, something. In his bathroom, and he had like grills going or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. He was trying. I guess like carbon monoxide would suffocate you. Really weird. But I also anyway. picked up uh, REO Speedwagon's uh, High Infidelity. Yeah. And um, mm. <laughs> the other day, Chris tells me that there's a, uh, a three CD. That's a two CD. Or is it a two CD edition? A special edition. And so I have the three, the three CD special edition of their greatest hits ever. Like the, the essential, essential REO essential Speedwagon. Yes. Also have the vinyl now of High Infidelity. And Chris is like, yeah, you got to get this. Well, so I, I'm would, like, I, I, have three, I take how many versions you of can't put the vinyl yeah. in your car. <laughs> well, yeah, but you... how many copies of the same thing do I really need? Yeah, Look, yeah, you're talking the whole like, well, there's on, on the essential. I used to own the CD and the cassette for certain mm-hmm. albums. 
He's like, well, you got to get it. There's unreleased studio shit in it. I'm like, oh, God. Who are you, <laughs> you talking will. about? Are Speedwagon. Speedwagon. No, I'm talking about, listener, he, Chris is egging you on to buy another <laughs> to thing. double and triple dip for something. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, what a surprise. Did you expect yeah. anything less? <laughs> it's got two extra tracks yeah. and the artwork's different. Yeah. Buy it. Buy it. Did buy you not listen to the last oh, trio come on, cast? Man, just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the king of, of multi-format. And, and I hate multi-formatting. But and I'm a sucker because I'm a sucker for it. Now, yeah, are, you guys, are you guys buying vinyls and like displaying them, like what we talked about? I no, have considered when we're gonna we're gonna play them. We're gonna, gonna, gonna get a player? record player. Yeah. I actually, well, we went to record store day back in April, and I got some 45s. We did, of, which I won't, which I won't ever open because they're exclusive record store day items, and I just don't feel like opening them. Okay, uh, I'm gonna rifle through my parents' vinyl collection before we uh, before we all move out. My mother has the worst thing. vinyl you've ever seen. Yeah, so I'm not rifling hers. Boone. Well, my parents. <laughs> no, have. it's not that bad. But it's Barry Manilow and. Oh, that is the worst vinyl you've ever seen. Fifth Dimension. Melt that shit. Yeah, but between like the scene in Shaun of the Dead, which yeah, might start throwing it. What's the second I'm ever bought? <laughs> but Sorry, my parents. The Batman soundtrack. Food. Shoot it. Jesus, Jack. <laughs> Trying to say something here. I'm sorry. God damn it. Yeah. Remember when Jack was quiet? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Actually silent and lived up to the name of his blog. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, between my, my two parents, they have every vinyl from like Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, like all the classic you albums. You could leave Billy bon Joel. Jovi home. Yes. No, I mean classic Bon Jovi, oh, okay. like when they were good. Like Southside Johnny, your... Billy Joel, like every classic album. Boston, they probably yeah. have all their records. Which is so. great. I'm going to see if they let me the take anything with it. So you have a double of the first Boston record there, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm well, sure my, my, my mom loves Boston, so I'm sure she has their earlier records. Um, and I actually picked up some records myself. I bought Cheap Trick at Budokan. Woo! And I opened the record. The vinyl's still in tremendous shape. And I got some clip-outs from the person who was the previous owner, who must have been a, di- a giant Robin Zander fan, who had Tiger Beat pictures of him <laughs> inside. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One side, it's Tiger Robin Beat. Zander. That's fantastic. <laughs> One side, it's Robin Zander. The other side, it's Eric Estrada. So this is some pretty dated <laughs> shit. Yeah. And they had some clip-outs of, uh, I think Tom Peterson was at a charity event in 77, and oh, okay. a couple other, like, they actually had the Robin Zander profile, like, your dating thing or what you know what would you rather i think it was in there what's your dream date what's your you know most memorable moment what was your first kiss like stuff like that <laughs> yeah it well it's tiger beats a yeah. teen magazine and there was another of course, yeah, questions they really played up the image like of robin zander and tom peterson back in the day because bunny and because it worked bunny and rick weren't getting it done <laughs> yeah they weren't, weren't the pretty boys weren't guys to, to really uh weren't guys yeah. to look at too much that's our friends oh. yeah and I bought myself Richard Marx's first album on vinyl. Yeah. Which I can't believe that album's out of print on CD. Richard Marx is my homeboy. Yeah, I love Richard Marx was okay. really good. Yeah. I mean, to us, it's ludicrous. To the rest of the world, it's like because it's the first Richard Marx album and nobody cares. It was yeah. 1986. But it's great. I, I don't understand how a CD like that could be out of print. Like, it's, well, let's buy let's buy yeah. the rights to it and put it back out. Mm-hmm. I would love to. And repeat yeah, well, offense. That's a great that's not CD. Let's do it. Yeah. That's, been, that's always been one of my dreams is to have a record label for reissues because... When I started getting heavy into buying CDs, when I started buying them by the boatloads, like I did, I did for years, mm-hmm. still do now on occasion. Well, but well I was here's into... what we'll do. We'll contact Richard Marks and tell him he has to grow a mullet again, and then we'll put his, <laughs> uh, we'll put his first CD back into print. Well, we got to buy it, the rights off whoever owns it now. Yeah. Atlantic or A&M or one of those it was record one, labels. I was looking today. at the, it was Hollywood Records or something that was... 
I don't, I'd have to release, look it up to see. But that and Repeat Offenders should probably be released because Repeat Offenders great. Well, too. they still ha- they still have the rights to it because they're available digitally. Mm-hmm. We'd have to acquire it to put it back out on CD though. Because yeah. when I, when I was into like something like Cheap Trick when I got into them in two thousand one, that was when Sony had the Legacy imprint, which put out albums from Sony artists from back in the day, but remastered them and threw some bonus tracks in there and all that. Like they have them for the Birds and obviously Cheap Trick and just a, a bunch of other artists where they got where they dove into the back catalog and the vaults as well at Sony and put together really nice packaging. Warner has Rhino Records, which did the same thing, reissued a ton of albums, including an awesome Muppets so compilation, which is now out of print. Something I don't understand is like you're, you guys are talking about like reissues and whatnot, and obviously it's not coming out on the same like <clears throat> if. It, your record comes out on Sony, and then 15 years later, it gets reissued on ABC Records. Is it? Is are you saying that like I'm not saying you know I'm just saying ABC is a generic. Not yes, like no, the, not I, the I get it. I get it. Um, they have licensing agreements, I believe, for that. So, the so length of that. Well, you'd have to buy is, the is rights that, to it. That's what I'm saying. Like they actually have to buy the rights from Sony, or is yeah. it like Sony owns ABC? Company, I or? I would think so. I mean, in the case of let's say like Sony owns Legacy, so Legacy. Handles the catalog titles for Sony. Now, th- this is me as as a, a fan, folks. I'm not saying this as a legal representative of anybody, obviously. <laughs> and Warner owns Rhino Records, and respectively, they did reissues of albums from the artists of the of the parent label. Okay. Let's say I don't know off the top of my head of any others that have it. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, I mean, like Iron Maiden owns their catalog now. Like when they re-released they, the albums they, in the they, late '90s, like Iron Maiden had bought the rights because some of the albums had gone out of print. And they want to keep them in circulation, so they just pulled really together and bought the rights. And now they, you know, every time someone buys Live After Death, and the band gets the money and not EMI, if I understand that correctly. correctly. I remember that was a big deal because I was right around the time Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith rejoined the band, and that was a big thing. Like, oh, it's for the money. It's like, do you really think Iron Maiden needs money? No, I don't. Not in the I 90s, mean. they didn't. No. Even the late 90s, post Blaze Bailey, but... Nonetheless. Back to Cheap Trick, though. I recently bought some of their new, well, some of their obscure, not obscure, but not one of their popular albums. Say their first five albums were the most popular. And I bought Standing on the Edge and The Doctor, and they're both on this independent label, Wounded Bird Records. Yeah, they did a lot of reissues. They reissued the Mr. Big albums. Actually, they have, there's two labels that might actually own the rights because they're one that I bought Next Position Please and One on One as the one disc album for both of them. It's Friday music. And they also had the same thing for those two albums I previously yeah. mentioned and a two disc set of Lap of Luxury and Busted. Yes. So it's weird how they do they share? Is that like the same within the same company? I how, think what was the other one that wasn't Wounded Bird? Wounded Bird and Friday Music. Friday Music. Friday I, Music was a website though, so I don't know if it was something that they They see, have a lot of old back catalogs. Sometimes it's of, weird because Especially we shop at a place like Vintage Vinyl in Fords, New Jersey, as we talked about earlier. Uh, and their website is vvinyl.com. I will plug them because they've always been very good to me and obviously us as of late. Mm-hmm. But I think in some cases it could be the overseas distributor might own the rights and then they get the CDs imported here or somehow they sell them in America. The Doctrine Standing on the Edge have been out of print for years. I mean, I, prob- I bought those on eBay for probably like at least $20 a piece back in 2001 or two used 
because they were out of print. You couldn't get them. And then it was, I think, 2003 they got released in Japan, and a lot of people were buying them and importing them and then selling them on eBay but as brand-new copies. Yeah, well, these standing on the edge in the doctor, that Wounded Bird is 2010, the copyright on that. Yeah, so. I believe they're still active. Like I said, they did the Mr. Big albums, which were only released overseas, and the singles and all sorts of stuff. I know Wounded Bird has done rehearsals for a few people, but I don't know if that's something that gets handled by if they have to buy the domestic rights or kind of how that goes. Like I said, if if something's out of print, it's now Sony, but at the time it was CBS Records who Cheap Trick were signed to. Mm-hmm. If the albums are out of print in the U.S., I can't imagine that there's a lot of value in the album itself, so I would think you'd be able to buy the rights pretty cheap. Like if the first Richard Marks album, I don't know about Repeat Offender, whether it's in print or not, but let's just we know the first one is out of print, so let's... Let's use that as our reference point. If it's out of print, it can't be worth that much money to a record company. So to buy the rights to it, to own the the distribution rights, even if you don't own the the rights to the music, uh, I don't know if there's necessarily a difference. I would think so, but it, it me, can't be that, that it can't be that expensive. The, own, the rights to dis- distribute and the rights to the music probably just comes down to, yeah, yeah, you get a. You know, we get the rights to put the album out, but you get to so much money. Put the album out. Yeah, yeah, but you get more money because you own the song. Yeah, so. like like a let's say a, I don't know, like maybe a publishing company for a book. Yeah, like oh, we don't own the story, but we print the books and get them in bookstores. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know, they get a certain cut of it, but the you know J.K. Rawlings gets the most, whereas you know Scholastic only gets so much of it because they're the ones who printed it out. Right. You know, that's the best thing I can liken it to, and I don't know any of this to be. Yeah, we need, we need certain. All, yeah. But some of these independent albums, they don't sell to big chain retailers at all. Targets, Walmarts, anywhere. That no, sells but, they, records. but you can't find anybody's albums. Yeah, but you I mean, do they sell them? I'm sure chains. there's other places. I mean, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, they only have greatest hits and everybody's biggest selling album, and that's it. Otherwise, yeah. all new shit. You can't you, go back you reference, at all. I mean, you reference vintage vinyl records. I mean, there's got to be other stores in other states, too, that have record stores like that. Oh, yeah. Do they oh, only sell them yeah. to them, or do they sell them? Try to sell them to the big chain retailers like a Best Buy they, or I don't know if they even they bother. Wanna, they, yeah, they probably wouldn't the average... bother to big chain stores because of the fact where big chain stores are basically pop markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where not so much like pop music, but like they want to shove the new thing out now, so you don't have to go. So you don't have to go back. And even if you're a fan, and you want the back catalog. You know, you can go to Old Faithful Record Store A and get that entire back catalog, even the the Japanese imports with. Special features, yeah. But if you're like the majority of the sheep out there who just get the sh- the pop stuff, like fucking you know the new Britney Spears or whatever that came out this week, you go to a fucking big chain store, it's gonna be there because yeah. they bought 15 million and copies of it. Record stores itself are dying. Fyes, coconuts, yeah. well, it's all Transworld Entertainment's the same company that I'm referencing. But and Borders well, announced this week that they're going yep. under too, which yep. sucks. Yeah, I I love Borders, especially the one in Eatontown. I have a lot of affection for that store. And it sucks because I, I like borders. They are a lot. going. That one's going down. All of them. All of them By are. September, they're all liquidated. What? Um, I don't know. Because nobody buys books anymore because they all have a nook. Well, or, I think it has more to do with they can't compete with Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I mean, from what I've read, yeah. that's what well, they Barnes say. Barnes and Noble online, right? Nothing's going to be able to compete with Amazon before long. Like, yeah, for Amazon, you can well, fucking yeah, buy yeah, anything. It's going to be the marketplace. It. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, yeah. I think what, so. The only thing that stops me from buying I... everything on Amazon is having to wait for it. That's the only thing that stops <laughs> true. me. Like, I'd rather spend more money what's, what's on their stock sooner? worth? The last time I looked at it, it was like $127 a share. Really? Uh, it's probably wow. well beyond that now. That's definitely blue chip material. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You easily. can find anything on there. And even their albums we referenced, we can find on there. You can find it. New you, used. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, especially with the marketplace where anybody can register as a seller. 
just like on eBay, and you set the price for what something's going to sell for. I bought stuff from the Amazon Marketplace because sellers had it cheaper than Amazon had it for, which sometimes it happens. Yeah. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. So you can get you can get everything on Amazon, which there's a lot of shit I can't find anymore, even in independent record stores, which I have ordered on Amazon or from the Marketplace, new or used, whatever. Oh yeah, you can find a lot of great old stuff on Amazon that you might yeah. not be able to find in stores. Yeah, like you so guys that's were the just whole looking thing. at before. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Ghostbuster stuff, but yeah, yeah, that's for another time. someday. <laughs> We'll get it yeah. there. We'll get there, Ryan. <laughs> well, I have to say, the whole reason I want to do a music cast today, aside from the fact that I had the discussion, the reunion, and kind of co-headlining to a discussion at work earlier, was because I heard Kings of Leon on the radio earlier. I know what a fan you are, Andrew. So oh, I Andrew really loves the, Kings of Leon. The, con- the Constipation Band? They're not so much the Constipation Band. They're worse offenders than that, disturbed. <laughs> but oh, that's <laughs> the Constipation Band right yeah, there. Yeah, easily. <laughs> easily. He doesn't sound that bad. I mean, I don't he's not barking like, into the mic. I don't band you listen to. Leon either, but his voice <laughs> grates on me a little bit too. Actually, for some reason, it, it, it's I don't know. It's uh, after a while, it's slightly annoying to me. Yeah, because it's like gravelly mm. but whiny at the same time. It's, it's almost the same as Coldplay to me. No, Coldplay's now his, worse. I've gotten no, so Coldplay sick of Coldplay. Is, oh my like god! The lead singer Kings of Leon, his voice is more like gravelly than. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like in that. Tone, yeah, where it's like, like where it just yellow. gets on your nerves, yeah, you mean? like yellow, the song. Oh yeah, it's like it's that straight whining, and that's all I hear when I, I listen like to that Kings. song. Though, I, I, you would don't like. Uh, I got tired play at all now, but yeah. I did enjoy that song when it. Are came they out. still together? Oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're like taking over the world, dude. Yeah, still. they got a new album coming out yeah. soon too. Oh, okay, because it's been three years since Viva La Vida. So thankfully, yeah. <laughs> God, I hated that song. Satriani. Satriani, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure he lost. He probably did lose. Aren't they in the same fucking label, though? I don't think so. I, I think Capital. They... Yeah, it's Capital who has uh, Coldplay. Oh, okay. He's on Epic. Yes. Satriani. Yeah. So. That's fucking. And they handed it right off the, after they got, the, what was that, the Emmy for that song? Like, they walked off stage and they were The like, Grammy. Grammy. He Grammys. was served after they won the Grammy. Yeah. The Emmy. <laughs> Dude, do you think. What? <laughs> What are the Whatever. Emmy Awards for? I don't know. What medium? You don't know. No, I don't care. You made it all the way to 28, and you don't know what the fucking Emmys are for? <laughs> TV's for music TV. movie. Pick one. <laughs> for TV. Uh, Grammys yeah. are for music. You must know that. Yeah, because Iron Maiden won one. <laughs> Just. Just. Won one. That's when you heard of the Grammys, right? Yeah. 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 Like, Iron Maiden won a what? There's a music award show? <laughs> Since that, when? That they is won- MTV. <laughs> they won a grandmother. That makes no sense. <laughs> the 47th Annual Grammy Awards. What the fuck have this yeah. been? Where have I been? Where have I been? <laughs> I mean, while the Emmys have been around for about 70 years, even though TV hasn't been. Yeah, right. But anyway, yeah, Coldplay was coming off from, I don't think it was their win. I thought it was their performance at the Grammys where they played Viva La Vida. I thought it was their win. And they got served, their got subpoena. Served, yeah. Which they just avoided, which I thought was stupid. Yeah, he just threw was on stupid the ground. Yeah, he just, that they, they didn't even acknowledge him or call him back. Because he, he tried calling them and their and management nice, directly. Yeah. And talking to them, and they refused to even talk to him, which I thought was kind of a dick move, where it's like, look, man, if someone's trying to say, uh, even just to open up a conversation, as in like, look, man, I've never heard of you, or or whatever, because I doubt, I I don't know, obviously, how popular Joe Satriani is in the UK, but I wouldn't assume they intentionally stole it. I mean, that same interval is in some Cat Stevens song, as was presented in the case, too. I don't remember the name of the song off the top of my head, but and the, the song's in question, by the way. In yeah. this case, we're Viva La Vida, the song which everybody fucking knows because you couldn't escape the song, but and, uh, and the Satriani song "If I Could Fly," yeah, which he wrote for his wife. Yeah, 
There's an interval, which and is basically the chorus of Viva La Vida, which sounds like the main melody of, of yeah. Okay. yeah, the the melodic theme. Let's say when it comes to if that, I can though, fly. it's a wonder that any any artist can still make original. Which music I agree now, with too, because there like, are only so many stringing together's of yeah, there's only notes, sounds so many sequences of notes, of notes that, you, yeah. that you can possibly make without doing something that someone did before. But it's like, so. exactly. but the, the thing where I kind of... I mean, there are cases where it's blatant. That's right? what I'm saying. Like, where it's absolutely it is, blatant. Jesus Christ, you listen. go listen to Vita Vila Vita, I'll play you if I can fly right now, and you're like, it's just, you know, that yeah. that section, it's the exact same well, thing. Well, let's say, we're, we're going to take a break even though you people... stepped on yeah. at some point. You, you know? people won't notice it, but we'll take a short break and we'll play the section for Ryan and, and yeah. see what he thinks about it. So, so you won't notice we're gone, but we'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, Ryan and Jack have now heard both If I Could Fly by Joe Satriani and Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Even though it doesn't matter. Next to each other. Yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> it's blatant. <laughs> yeah, it's Jack blatantly sound. There. You guys could yeah. see Jack's face when uh, we played If I Could Fly. It was shock yeah. and awe. Jack's mouth shock was and open and his eyes were yeah. like silver dollars. <laughs> blatantly ripped off. Blatantly sounds exactly like it. Same framework, same like what you guys yeah. told. It's now definitely let's, there. Yeah. Let's say you're Coldplay, though. Somebody Why called you. Even have you've never be? heard yeah. of them. All right. Well, let's in in a world where no. <laughs> Do I have let's just say Can I fuck Leonard Paltrow. Sure. <laughs> cool. I'm in. All right. <laughs> just don't name your kid Apple. God damn it. Yeah. Or I was going to name him Orange. <laughs> but honestly, if if it weren't for you guys, I wouldn't even know who jo- Joe Satriani is. Right. So, well, let's say. Let's where do you say, think like a band like Coldplay? Know. Like who's yes. Joe Satriani? But still, if you know? somebody says, look. There's it didn't a, start off with a legal battle. There's a claim. Yeah. He's trying to get in touch and say, hey. This is, this sounds just like my song from my 2004 three years, album. Three or four years ago. Yeah. yeah. And just especially with credit. this being such a big hit, mm-hmm. wouldn't you at least want to have a conversation with the guy? Yeah. yeah. Where you could at least get in touch with him and just be like, hey, man, I've never heard of you and I'm not familiar with it. Even if it was to say, like, I'm sorry they sound the same, but I've never heard your song before. Yeah. And... Because that, that, that could be you. entirely possible. This, you know, of course. Devil's advocate, like, mm-hmm. complete coincidence. No, it, it could be. The There's same, only you know? 12 notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's going to it's gonna happen. People are going to run into it. So yeah. I thought it was... But just, uh, I mean, listen to all, 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 all the met- metalcore bands out there. They all sound the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. I understand. Chugging rhythm. Like, yeah. I think that's been done a billion times before. But I don't know. In a case like that, for a band as big as Coldplay... Was at that time and yeah, pretty much huge. still is. Yeah. It's like what Muse, what Muse did at the last award show. They were fucking ridiculous with resistance. Yeah, you know, is that kind of popularity with Viva La Vida, and then all of a sudden an artist who, at least in the United States, to musicians is God essentially. You know, he turns around and is like, yeah, I made that song, I made that melody like four years before you even came out with this song. Yeah, I just I would turn around and be like, all right, we're going to give him a little response. credit, be like, listen, this sounds the same, or anything, even if it's in a magazine article. It's yeah. Like, yeah, even it, if it's an apology or something, just be like, look, we've, we've been in touch, we've heard the song, we agree it's similar. We're yeah. sorry, it's not based on anything, purpose. this wasn't yeah. intentional, yeah. but we do want to acknowledge that, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Do we feel we owe him money as a result of it? No. Because of anything, money. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Well, he, Satch wasn't at all. He was looking for credit, at least. Yeah. You know? Which is reasonable, but yeah. you know, for lawsuits to be happening for stuff that like only this, happened because at this of, point, you know, the, the label stepped in. Really, mm-hmm. you know, that's when that happened. Well, Sony, yeah, it's also two yeah. majors fighting among each other too. Oh, yeah, so there's that is, side uh, of it, which is when you get the I mean, everybody's involved. done it. Like there was a song yeah. which got left off. What's the story? Morning Glory by Oasis. A song Noel sings called "Step Out." Mm-hmm. Which was left off. What's the story, Morning Glory? Because 
there were claims made by Stevie Wonder's people that it resembled his song Uptight. Hmm. And can you get that song though? The Oasis song. Well, it was on. It was a B side of "Don't Look Back in Anger," which sold over a million copies of the singles. Wow! But hmm. even before that, there, there were claims that it sounded too similar. I mean, as a song, like I said, there's there's one interval in there, which sounds the same. Didn't you and I read an article from like Cracked or something where it's like they they take like the most popular songs out there and they see where they blatantly ripped off like Stairway? Yeah, and... we we posted a link up to it. We should probably put a link on our site for it in in regard to this, which is everybody. It was Enter Sandman, what a ripoff that was yeah, of, I forget who. They're all obscure bands, so I don't remember the obscure bands. You remember the big hits, um, Smoke on the Waters, Core Progression. Yeah. It's a ripoff of, of an old jazz tune, Stairway, Stairway to Heaven. Who's Andrew Lloyd Webber, but I don't know any of the fucking songs he ripped off. You know, the ones, everything, no, then they say like everything Andrew Lloyd Webber does was, was, was basically ripping off somebody. And some yeah, classical Black artist. Black Eyed Peas was well, there's no a song I know. There. No. Everything's a ripoff now. Okay, so we just took a moment away. Again. Yeah, to play <laughs> Uptight by Stevie Wonder and Step Out by Oasis. And even though in, it does sound case, similar, the two notes that we heard, it's not like Viva La Vida. Where the interval isn't as entire like a whole measure. Yeah. Two notes yeah. Yeah. that are sung in. But song wise, they don't, they the don't same sound key. like yeah. each other. No, no, like no, the song doesn't sound similar. I mean, neither do. You know, another, another two tunes. good, another two good songs. That but I, in that I case, wait, of... just just to close out that, okay. just to tie that loose end, um, Stevie Wonder and his people actually won that case, and they had to get credit. Really, oh. and Oasis had to pay him money for the sales of "Don't Look Back" and "Anger Sing" and all that, which the song was on. Huh. So oh, yeah, they crazy. won that. So now yeah. there's instead of just Noel Gallagher's songwriting credit, there's four credits on there. Huh. He had credit to Stevie Wonder and the other two co-writers of "Uptight." Wow. As a result, but I mean, we listen to that. That's something where I think, it's really hey, that's that. my sound. It's so, yeah. yeah, it's, min- it's so, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's something that you can't. It's, it's just, like what it, you've talked about, Ryan, with the concept of intellectual property. Almost, yeah. it's it's almost it's like, how do you say that mine? you can put a claim on uh, music sound? Of course, or on yeah. anything like that. copywriting. Of course, you know? an E chord. Yeah. Yeah. So I came up. That's like John Williams saying, "I came up with the perfect fifth. Haven't you heard the Star Wars theme? Yeah, what? perfect fifth is a musical interview. It's, it's really, really? Yeah. arrogant. Did he say that? No, no, he didn't. I'm saying oh, that's what it's oh, like. Okay. Where it's like, right, hey, nobody else can use that interval. I didn't yeah. think he was that much of a cock. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. Where are you going to go with it before? No, I there's two other songs. Yeah, there's um, uh, one of them is a White Stripe song, and the other one is um, Veronica's favorite artist. Yeah, but Jack White rips off everybody. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> He's pretty um, shameless about it too. Is it Last Dance with Mary Jane? I can't remember what a Tom Petty song. Tom Petty song. It is. I think it is Last Dance. Last, uh, last dance. Last dance. <laughs> Thank you. And I can't remember what the fucking the White Stripe song is, but it's it's the exact same solo from Last Dance and this White Stripe song. I can't fucking remember though. Mm-hmm. Were you gonna try and look for it? Absolutely, I am. We have a computer <laughs> handy, and, and oh, there, look, make, uh, songs that sound like. In order to make a compelling show, we're gonna yeah. have to examine these. Mary Jane's Last Dance. Oh yeah, t- uh, yeah, yeah. Fell in love with a girl. Really. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen and find no. out. Audience are going to have to look this up on your own. We don't own the rights to these songs. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The White Stripe song, going back to it, was uh, Fell in Love with a Girl, and it was Mary Jane's Last Dance. I was right. Yes. Um, and it was the, the, I guess you would call it a solo from Mary Jane. Yeah. The to me, it's just the, the melody yeah. overall, just the, the, the melody main melody of, of the song. And, and it's what seems to be the the, the vocal course, hook yeah, for uh, the White Stripes yeah. tune. It sounded like the guitar solo. And, it did. Yeah, yeah, that lead guitar, which is, a, which is essentially yeah. the same thing with Viva La Vida and If I Could Fly, because you know his voice. Who's the singer of Viva of uh, Coldplay? Chris Martin. Chris, Chris Martin. Martin. His voice sounds like what 
Joe Satriani did with his guitar. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially where the battle came from. Yeah, so it's the, it's the melody, not necessarily the, notes the two played guitar sounds or, that yeah, sound alike. Because exactly. you can't say that with, like, instrument to instrument. I wouldn't fight that battle. It's like, oh, you ripped off my song. Yeah. No, I covered it. Because then every metal band now rips off each other. Exactly. It's just like the yeah. same three-chord chug yeah, over and over you know, and over again. Oh, let's play low B sounds on our bass yeah. and our guitars. I mean, the classic case for this as well, certainly I'm going to say it's definitely the most obvious one, has to be the Huey Lewis slash Ghostbusters theme. I want a new drug in the theme from Ghostbusters, which Huey Lewis won the case for as well. That's blatant. That was, yeah, that's obvious. That's really, really obvious. And obviously he, he won for good reason. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, because th- they said... It's, they, I want a new drug on the radio. slowed down. Yeah, they heard it on the radio. Like, well, he was. Is, what the hell is this? this well, is he was awesome. offered it though. He was offered the Ghostbusters theme. to do the theme song for it. Not to say it was going to be a song called Ghostbusters, if I remember correctly, but just he, he was offered like, "Would you do this song? We want your sound for the movie." And he turned it down. And then when the song came out, everybody kind of pointed like, hey, out and said, "Like, hey, that, that's yeah. I want a new drug." <laughs> just slowed down slightly, and it is. It's so ridiculously. Well, maybe they did that on. for spite. They're like, fuck you, Huey Lewis. Hey, yeah, but a, it, it cost them. I mean, what has yeah. Ray Parker Jr. done since? Uh, nothing. nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. And, and I'm not here slinging arrows at people and saying, like, you need to be original or anything like that. But Shit happens. Of course. Yeah. Of course. More often than not, I think it's more the record company than the artist saying, hey, here's something. This sounds like me. Yeah. Wait a second. And many times, like, Sony approached Noel Gallagher about saying, hey, this, this sounds like your song. We'd have a case for this song. And he said, like, he's not going to sue anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and he never has and he never will because he says it's not his place to say, you ripped off my song or that sounds like my yeah. song. Because he looks at it as it's, it's something he doesn't, he doesn't own a melody or now, when it whatever. Comes to, and maybe you can say, well, then it, that be him being a hypocrite. When it, when, it's, mm. when it comes to covers, like, you know, say one band doing a cover of another band, like famous, famous bands doing covers of other famous bands how is that huh it's either yeah, <laughs> yeah. right do you always cover. have to get permission for that or are you allowed to believe so there's some... from what i understand if you don't change the arrangement you don't need the the artist's permission okay if you don't change the arrangement or the words or you don't the need words. their permission i don't know if that's the official legal answer mm-hmm. but that's what i've heard like, i mean my it's... one teacher and friend dale turner from Musicians Institute, did an album of all covers as a Christmas gift for his mother. And she loved it so much. He played the track for so many people that he made it commercially available. Mm-hmm. And you can you can go on Amazon and buy it. It's called Interpretations by Dale Turner. Mm-hmm. And he does covers of all sorts of stuff from, what is that song? Uh, the, the Coconut Song? The Lime and the Coconut Song? Oh, yeah. Ever, yeah. So like, <laughs> I forget what, what Beach Boys song he does. I'm saying it's a great album. I can't remember all the songs off the top of my head, but it's a covers album mm-hmm. that he did, as I said, as a Christmas gift for his mother, and he put it out commercially, and he had to go through the legal... Hubbub. Yeah, of, of, <laughs> of having to take care of that. It's not like he had to call Brian Wilson and say, hey, do you mind if that I covered in my room? Yeah. It was, it's, not, it's not a direct thing. Because <laughs> yeah. you got to think, there's so many cover albums now. You have all these like, uh, oh, yeah. you know, punk goes pop and punk goes eighties and like all oh, those, those kind of like the worst offenders, yes. those kind of things, the worst covers albums ever released. You don't think that they're like the going directly to those older bands, but being like, good. yeah, can we cover exactly, your song? That's like, what I'm saying. Well, how is that done? There are you know? so many bands that have done uh, all sorts of bands done covers fountains of wayne mm. travis and children of bodom off the top of my head have all covered britney spears songs yeah i'm sure that <laughs> i'm sure that they get permission yeah <laughs> for 
Britney Spears gets a call from fucking children. From Alexi. Like, Who is this? <laughs> yeah, we want to cover. Hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah. I think Who they is did, this? I think they did. They did. I did it again. They, all right, okay. I'm pretty sure it was that. <laughs> Which for that is like a joke. <laughs> That's the whole point, but still. You know what I did enjoy, actually? There was a covers EP that came out recently called Reanimate, which was done by Hailstorm. I enjoyed most of it, except the fact that they covered Bad Romance, yeah, they, which they, I thought was yeah, so did. unnecessary. Uh, yeah. They did an amazing, and I mean amazing, I think you version of All I Want to Do is Make Love to You by Heart. Nice. Amazing, because there aren't very many women who can, uh, she can imitate sing. the vocals did of Anne Wilson. Did you ever, you ever watch but, her videos? Oh, man. Uh, no. What, Hailstorm videos? Hailstorm, Hailstorm videos? No. No, you should. Do it. Yeah. You, Do will, it. you will be glued to your seat. Oh, I'm sure I will. Literally. Yeah. And everything else. Yeah. Screen. Yeah. Just yeah. remember the, her, the drummer is her brother. He'll, he'll kick your ass. No, I'll take, I can take him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he knows what it's like being on the road yeah. in a band. <laughs> but they, what else? They did Out to Get Me by Guns N' Roses, which was a great version. Mm. They did I oh, Want nice. You, She's So Heavy by the Beatles, which was great. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about the cover of Slave to the Grind. Which is one of my favorite Skid Row songs. Okay, and um, there's another one in there somewhere. Didn't do a Zeppelin cover too. I, I'd have to look it up, which I should because we've been looking up everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what sucked? I was kind of looking forward to it, but Foo Fighters did a cover of "Have a Cigar," and really? I didn't like it at all. I have to listen. To I that, thought it sounded lousy. That's, that's from fucking Wish I Wish You Were Here. So that's one of my favorite. That's my favorite. That was album. something that was actually released on. Record Store Day. What was it? They did a 10 inch vinyl, which 10 inches is a rare type of vinyl. You're the Foo's, are you? I like the Foo Fighters a lot. I'd be curious to go see this tour because they're playing with one of your favorite bands, Social Distortion. Yeah, I would love to see that show. I've only yeah. heard the, the single from Rope. Wasted Light. Yeah. No, we heard the album when we were waiting in line at Vintage Vinyl. Remember that? We sampled. You're right. They were playing it, was, well, at, it on Record great. Store Day. Yeah. I've yet to pick it up still, but it's great. Well, I like the, the electric disc, like everybody I know. Like the I'm electric in disc honor. in your honor. Yeah. The acoustic disc I pretty much threw away, but. The electric disc was awesome. And the, the singles. I mean, My Hero is a great song, and obviously Big Me. Yeah. And they, they have a bunch Do of great the, songs. Uh, I would totally shape? see them live, and I love Social Distortion. I haven't heard Echoes, the new Patience, album. Patient, Silence, and Grace was good. I mean, the singles and that came off of there were great. Uh, the Pretender. I like The Pretender, but it was like eight and a half minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For a Foo Fighters song, I, I don't know. There was a Speaking banjo of, track at one point in that album. Really? <laughs> really? There, was. There, was ban- there was a number track number nine's a banjo. I only heard that one song. That's pretty awesome. That. Oh, Wheels was good, which was on their, their Greatest Hits album. Oh, I love that That was song. a great song. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of them. I'm not, like I said to Taggart before, I'm not a fan of Nirvana or really anything like that. But oh, Neither am I. Dave, no, Nicole, at all. Dave Grohl's a musician is tremendous, and he's got yeah, such he a versatile great. background where he can play metal. He can play they put out a documentary, too, man. Oh, yeah. Back and forth about the Foo Fighters. He's a friend of Lemmy's. That's all you need. That's all that Andrew needs to know. You know Lemmy? We're totally going to the rainbow. We're in California. We're going to tell Andrew about it. I'd be like, yeah, we fucking met Lemmy. You're, you're, you're going to get a BBM message from Taggart and I. Yeah. It's going to be a picture of, of he and I with Lemmy. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> the caption. He's not even going to be looking at you. He's going to be playing video. Yeah, the three of us you. are all going to be passed out on the ground with empty whiskey bottles and like, cigarette butts all over the place. He's going to be standing yeah. there looking and at you. And he's going to be standing He's going to be looking pussies. down on us. Yeah, and the yeah. caption's going to be pussies. Fucking amateurs. <laughs> Amateurs. You already cunts. Kids today. Yeah. Kids today. <laughs> Trying to keep up with ourselves. Can't hold their toxins. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Fuck. I want to read his book. I wish, wish, wish there was an audio book of that. White Lion Fever by with him Lemmy's it? Autobiography. <laughs> no, because you didn't understand it then. No, get somebody. I'll read it. If anyone's listening, <laughs> I'll read Lemmy's book. Maybe I don't have the voice to create the delivery, but that that can go wrong in, in certain instances. 
like Keith Richards' book, the, the audio version. No, I'm not kidding. The audio version of his autobiography. No, it was some dude basically imitating Keith Richards. Are you serious? For like 14 hours. And it got Depp. horrible reviews. No, no, it wasn't Johnny no, Depp. No, if it was Johnny Depp, it'd probably be good. I think Johnny Depp awesome. read his, because he wrote the intro, or, or what do you call it? The in, in forward? The forward, yes. Thank you. I don't know why that escaped me. The prologue? No, he, he Johnny Depp wrote the forward, and I believe he recorded the version for the audiobook, but yeah. that's stupid when you have somebody imitating it. In the case of the Sammy Hagar autobiography, the dude kind of sounds like he Sammy Hagar. Sound quite really a bit like him. Yeah. And it wasn't him putting on a voice, because at the end of the audiobook, he's like, this is, I don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but... Joe Johnson. It just Yeah, this is <laughs> Joe Johnson, and you've been listening to Red and... My life and nonsense are life and rock. He sounded very laid back, like Sam. He did. He did. Yeah. He sounded so much like Sam. Him. Probably gave him some Cabo shots before. Yeah. Congrats on the deal. Good luck, <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish on my notes. This is all about music, and since I just finished going up North Jersey for the last two and a half months, I've been inundated, bombarded with. The horrible rap scene that's out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Through your coworkers? Through my coworkers, yeah. Because that's all you hear. That or Spanish music. Uh, which, I don't know what they're saying, but every beat's the same. Yeah. Boom, it's like, boom, it's like boom, the locker room on any boom, given boom, Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, it's like, really? We're the, we're the one white guy on the team who puts on Metallica. Yeah. Everyone's yelling at him. I had, one kid, I had one kid that I worked with where it's like, yo, great, we can put on Iron Maiden, you know? I think I said this to Chris before, like when he drove up, he has a uh, one of the decals of Eddie on the on his side window, and the trainer I was with was like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "That's Eddie from Iron Maiden. What's your problem?" Well, he's not from Iron Maiden. Well, all right, the the Eddie doesn't he's exist. He's the face of the band. Andrew, he's I hate to tell you, <laughs> Eddie's not real. There's no Eddie. <laughs> there's God no, damn it! There's no dead fan named what? Eddie. <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> the whole band was attributed. My whole to paradigm of Iron Maiden is based on what I saw on the cover of the album. Anyway, it's called a marketing scheme. <laughs> well, it's it wasn't a scheme, dude. It was it was a gag. Uh, it was <laughs> where fake blood dripped out of his head, and <laughs> yeah, it just grew from there. Yeah, his head was the O in Iron back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry you were listening to a lot of rap and yeah, Spanish it was, it was music. Just, and... Yeah, in Spanish music, and it's like. Everything on the right, like, because now all there is on the rap radio stations is Lil Wayne or something. Uh-huh. He's doing a verse in, and he doesn't even rap. He talks. He talks. Yeah, yeah. He it's talks. That's why he needs auto tune to make it talks, sound like he has a sense jail, of melody. He... <laughs> like every other rapper, he'll be check. He'll he'll be back in jail in no time. Yeah, I have no exactly. doubt about that. He'll get another tear tattoo under his eye. Because if only he, he could be put else. in jail for his music, that would be good. No, that would be, be amazing. Awesome. Just the atrocity alone. Yeah. What surprises me is I don't know where this changed really, but when li- listening to, let's say, like an 80s channel, like I've been listening to a lot of Pandora lately or even flipping through channels on my cable provider, you know, where they have the radio. The music, yeah, music choice. Yes, thank you. And you listen to a themed station like, let's say, the 80s channel or, or on Sirius XM, and something comes on where it's, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but let's say... Mercedes Boy by Pebbles or any song by Gloria Stefan on the Miami Sound Machine. Gloria Stefan. Like they were they were musicians. Or even the Michael Jackson stuff. Like they were bands and actual musicians who were playing this music and it was pop music. Yeah. Or even like the Motown stuff. It was all actual bands. singers and actual musicians playing it. I don't know where that kind of went away, where everything's just programmed now and nobody cares if there's anybody. Or the Janet Jackson yeah. stuff. Like Jack and I were talking about that a few weeks ago. Because Jack 
was a big fan of the Rhythm Nation album that Janet Jackson did okay. back in the uh, day. Great. I got yeah, it's all musicians. I mean, yeah. it's Black Cat's an amazing with. song. I love that, especially the remix of it because loads of solos. And there's so much range on that album, too, where it goes from a depressed... It goes about social commentary to fun dance music to... Uh, ballads and everything. It's just no. Yeah. But they'll swear it's the same thing on their rap album. It's about no, but social commentary. Cares. Not at all. Nobody ah. cares that there's no talent anymore, though. Nobody cares that there's no musicianship. I know. They just want to hear a good beat. They want to be able to dance. They're all good beats. Is, nobody, nobody has stories anymore. Bad beat. Yeah. yeah, nobody has anything oh, to say. Oh, they have stories. Mm-hmm. Now what it is, is it's almost become uh, rap battle music. Where, where Eminem hates on everybody who says well, it's anything not even bad ju- about it's not, it's not even just Eminem. <laughs> it's just in general. It's like... Now he's going to do a song about me for saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eminem's not the way he was before, too. He used to have stories about his youth and everything. His shit was hilarious yeah. when it first came out. I'm sorry. Now I, it's just angry. Yeah, yeah, I like it, the old Eminem stuff, too. It's not even just angry. It's just yeah. bad. It's just... I, it's generic. I can't. It is. It's like he just came out. He had a song on his... What was that? The Slim Shady LP, right? Mm. The first album he had with another rapper, Royce to 5'9". All right? Mm. It's called yeah, Bad and they just did a new album. It's called too. Bad Meets Evil. Their new yeah. album is called Bad, Bad Meets, Meets Evil, Evil too, right? No, just Bad Meets Evil. Oh, is it? Uh, the the I prequel, it was the return, or, or oh, the prequel, the prequel oh, something okay. like that. Gotcha. And that's just a line from the original, the original rap that they did, which I thought was great because I that first album was hilarious to me. The way that M just put everything together. You know the, the way he like, oh, he had, like I'm killing you and yeah, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I thought it was a great album, but this, it's like, it's just you know. No, it's, it's pubescent aggro white boy bullshit. Yeah, and that's the guy, what it and is. He's like thirty five, forty now. You know. Yeah, but he sounds like an angry teenager. Exactly. All, that's all what of I'm a sudden saying. About hating this and, yeah, and that. You know, life in the fast lane. That's the or fast lane's the name of the song is that, it? They, that they're playing right now. Yeah. You know, fast lane. I mean, is he Grant, taking speed now? Yeah. <laughs> and right. we're gonna hear about him going to rehab <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, too? exactly. He's juicing now. But and, and that, but like what I was saying is, it's it's rap battle music where. All right, Eminem's just straight angry and he hates everybody, so he doesn't pick out per, uh, specific rappers. But like even you know, Little Wayne or Wheezy or whatever the fuck he's calling himself this week, you know, he the you listen to it and it's just like certain lines is like you know it's something like you're sitting on the park bench waiting for the bus and I'm already out there, you know, stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's like. Biggie never did that. No, Tupac never did. They that. told stories. They told yeah, they stories. Had they had experiences. Yeah. You know, maybe they threw a line or two in there about how Lil Wayne do a concept was, album about said, prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's not even That's that much album. of that rap battle Auto stuff like there in was the in the 90s. My tale anymore. of prison Anything life. that resembles rap now is just club music. It's about dancing in the club. Yeah. Some girl in a club dancing yep. in the club. Like there's, or there's nothing. Or how maybe, you're the it's, all, it's, music. it's all just club music. It's not. Even like negative, it's just about having a good time tonight, dancing in the club. Mm-hmm. Every fucking song. Yeah, better get is off the, the dick, you know. Stop you know? jocking me. Like this is what their world centers around. The music being is in so, a club. The like, vocals are so tuned out. Yeah, all you hear is yeah. it's awful, and yeah. everybody loves it. Everybody you know loves it. You know what's it. sad is it like, sounds a like lot of sirens. People, yeah, a lot of, yeah. Well, there's that too. There is that siren. It's sad, but like I've been getting into the songs that Nicki Minaj has been on. Oh, <laughs> she needs She's to go horrible, away, dude. What do you enjoy just, about it? Because she's just weird. It's There's not like to enjoy though. She's, but that's just it's just it's almost like I want I coined the phrase the other day, progressive rap because she doesn't do just like you go one song with you know she has a song out there with Ludacris called um, I I don't even remember but it's it's on the radio right now but he she's on a song with Ludacris and then she goes you go to her album and she's got another song she's got a video out with Michael Jai White in it. 
Yeah, know? but she she has to collaborate with everyone though. Yeah, if you she's look not doing anything. Like she's every rap CD, like guaranteed one song on the back of that CD featuring Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Like she's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. everyone's got to have her on their CD. Yeah. Like, they're paying her a hundred thousand dollars for like yeah. one verse. How would you like that though? Yeah, but she's opening for Britney Spears on the summer tour, so yeah, it's not like she is that stronger presence that people are going to go out just mm-hmm. to see her. Mm-hmm. Other artists want to work with her for some reason, but I still look at her in the same way I look at Kesha. They're just degrade yes. All right. Lady Gaga's, yeah. who is a degrade Madonna. <laughs> so and that's the there thing you with go. rap too now, like that. The, the collaboration is it's gone to everything. Oh, everything's a collaboration. Like rappers, rappers can never do anything on their own. That's always, you know, Eminem featuring six other rappers in some the other same song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's Three just six like mafia. Every song has a feature in someone. Yeah, like it's not just G-Unit. Eminem. You know. <laughs> yeah. They and all have also, to work together, but then they all and there's different off. versions of each song to have other the remixes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the remix, remix, remix featuring four other rappers. In the yeah, same and song. two different versions, and you know the DJ screaming. Like, can't you do anything by yourself but ever? I, <laughs> I think in this day and age, there's a couple only, and I'm not big on today's modern music, but I would say yep. Bruno Mars and CeeLo Green are. Of the most talented, CeeLo's great. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to wait until yeah. and he writes he's got songs. That old, I'm gonna wait Bruno Mars is the same way, and, and they're friends for good reason. Yeah. And Adele also. Adele I'm not is big on her fantastic. music, but she's a tremendous <laughs> singer. Have you heard her laugh though? She's <laughs> good. No. Her laugh is she ain't pretty, but she can sing. No, no, she can yeah. sing, but her voice. Is, uh, I was listening to the Chris Moyle show, the British morning radio show BBC that I listen to on BBC Radio One. Yes, it's brilliant. Check it out. Check out their podcast as well. But they were talking about when Adele came to America. They're like, how's it going to go if she finishes her first song? Everyone's applauding like crazy because she's got a really thick accent. So they kept saying, what's going to happen when she finishes the song? And then she goes, oh, you lot, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the whole audience is going to be like, totally what? like, what? what? That's how she speaks? <laughs> but she sings so beautifully. Uh, but, she, she is talented, though. She is very, very She is. Talented. She can oh, sing. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that yeah, away from her. I'm she can fan. sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the songs aren't bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd, I'd they're, buy they're it. Same thing with CeeLo. But, yeah. You know. like in in a few that. years, when, this gets beat, when I'm not when tired stops, of it. yeah, Stops getting beaten to death. Yeah, Exactly. All right, kids. Tune in next Friday for the new episode. Until then, this is Chris. This is Andrew. This is Ryan. And this is Jack. And thanks for listening to this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now Bye. you're saying you're listening to this fuck? <laughs> Jack, Let us fuck. You were going to say fantastic, weren't you? No, I'm going to yes, club you in the head with my mic stand. <laughs> yeah, you were. Pick your head up from the table yeah. and close the show. Everybody was like, oh, at last, it's over. Come on, dude. I'm trying to think of something. Oh, fuck it. Jack says goodbye, folks. See you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>